Welcome to the Loudoun Impact Podcast, interviewing purpose-driven leaders in Loudoun County, Virginia. And now, here is your host, J.C. Sylvie. J.C. is a Naval Academy graduate, former Navy pilot, and now top real estate agent, focusing exclusively in Loudoun County. We are super excited today. For the first time ever, we are doing a podcast in person. We are phase two of COVID. We want to call it maybe post-COVID, maybe. Uh, I don't know if we're there yet, but we're getting we're getting closer. So my we're guess, getting closer. We're getting closer. My guest today is Doug Fabioli with Fabioli Sellers. He's the founder and also the vintner. So super excited to be out here on the property. We're outside, first ever in-person podcast, and we're in this stunning vineyard area super happy to be here and uh doug i've a long, i've wanted to meet you for a long time i've heard a lot of great things thanks for joining me today oh my pleasure to be here i'm glad to have you guys here yeah and uh you know this is a it's a good day for us i mean it's, it's the last three months have been a little heavy for everybody and we've been working our tails off the whole time yeah. but uh it's almost like a reopening it's it feels cool. that way. Yeah, you guys running around. It feels like opening day of uh, of the season. Yep. So yep. And uh, we're going step by step. I yeah. mean, you'll see a lot of these places that, you know, I mean, they they transfer. We're outside a little bit now. Yep. We're not. We're actually not going to be inside this weekend, but okay. it's such a great birth weather day yeah. outside, both days of the weekend. We're just, we're going to eat it up as much as we can. Well, it's Loving a, Mother Nature. It's a stunning day. We're, for those of you guys aren't watching us on video, uh, it is just absolutely beautiful today. Uh, 75 degrees, sun's out, uh, not a cloud, well, a couple clouds in the sky, but Doug, let's, uh, let's jump in right with you. Um, um, tell us a little bit about your, uh, beginning here in Loudoun County and how, how you started this, uh, vineyard. Sure. Well, I, uh, actually, I mean, if we go back just a little step, mm-hmm. uh, right out of high school, I worked a vineyard and I said, this is kind of cool no and kidding. I think I'd like to do this. So, uh, worked all through college in uh-huh. a vineyard and then was in California 10 years. And I got a, was looking for a new place and gig, mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough to fall into Loudoun County in 1997. So you came from <clears throat> California. I was 10 years in California, wow. originally from upstate New York. Uh-huh. So, yeah. um, and then uh, I worked at Tarara. I was mm-hmm. the winemaker and, and vineyard manager there and, you know, fell in love with Luckett's. The kids went to school here. Yeah. You know, this is, and found the property and uh, just life kept evolving step by step. That's that's pretty neat. So you've got a background in uh, in wine. What was it like growing up as a kid at the dinner table at the Fabioli table? What, what I mean, were you entrepreneurs? Are you guys? What what was it? You know, I I would say um, typical suburban lifestyle. Dad mm-hmm. Dad was a corporate you know middle mm-hmm. management guy. Worked for yep. uh, GE and Smith Corona. Yep. Mom was worked with the school systems. You know, part time, full time, depending on our ages. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, but we you know wasn't we weren't. Dad was Italian, but mom was German. So we mm-hmm. really weren't real big wine people. We had wine a little bit. Uh-huh. But I did have some other folks, uh, some good Italian neighbors yeah. that, I, that I buddied up with. Yeah. You know, so I always had, I had a good friend there and uh, went on vacation with the family and, and learned a little bit more of that Italian style there. Right. And really, I think the biggest thing was with my grandparents in Elmira. They had a, mm-hmm. a nice, uh, it was a house in the city but he had a lot next door grandpa knew enough to buy the empty lot next door uh-huh. and that was the garden <laughs> so we spent so much time in the garden we grew up in that house on the yeah. week you know we'd go visit on the weekends and and at the summertime and uh, it was just a couple hours away but really 
that was kind of where I learned the outside space. Right. Um, or yeah. I should say it, it influenced a lot. We did the yeah. garden at home too. Yeah. But that, uh, that got deeper. So why wine? Um, well, my buddy who, uh, the Italian guy in Syracuse, his dad planted a vineyard mm-hmm. and he's like, well, I guess we're going to work this. You want to work it? I said, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. He didn't really fall in love with it too much, but I did. Yeah. I got the bug. Yeah. You know, it was out there growing the grapes, yeah. um, tasting the product as well, and getting to know what that is and how, God, it's so many things. Once you start learning, you realize how much you don't know. Sure. You yeah. can go into wine yeah. really, really <laughs> deep. And um, I mean, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in deep. In but deep there's now. still a lot further to go. Yeah. Um, when I was in California, we had a uh, a consultant that worked for the wine for our winery, and uh-huh. his name was Andre Chalichev. And Andre was well known, quiet. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a rock star like Robert Mondavi, okay. <laughs> yeah. But he was a guy behind the scenes yeah. who really made some great wines. And you, you know, he's got a good history with um, with Beaulieu mm-hmm. and um, other wineries in that area. Yeah. Um, bringing the whole system up but I, I was able to learn from him and he would come in at you know 80 90 years old he'd come in and still taste wine yeah. and mentor and uh i i kind of said i want to be that right and i realized how important the mentoring and the so teaching you wanna be, was you wanted to be a mentor at some point in your life you thought that had value I liked the wine, mm-hmm. and I realized that it was a nonstop education process. Yeah. And I wanted to know it well enough that I would be of that level. Right. And you don't just say, I want to get there, and you show up and you get there. Yeah. It's decades Grinding. of work and commitment to keep learning. Sure. And then you're teaching along the way, because the most important yeah. thing to teach is don't stop learning. Right. Okay. And you got to be <laughs> humble enough to keep learning. Yeah. So you think yeah. you know it. Forget it. You're yeah. done. So what obstacles have you had with this piece of property in, in your business? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's there's probably one every single year. But what were the – probably a couple of big ones that you remember over the years that you were like, hey, am I going to be able to survive this or not? Well, I mean, there were a few of them along the way. I think my first one was when we first bought the land. Um, we uh, – um, we actually we had it for a year, mm-hmm. um, and we were going to settle in. And then uh, one day, I ended up without a job, and I was like, "We were just getting ready to plant." And uh-huh. I was like, "Uh oh, honey, I, I think we got a problem here, <laughs> <You know? laughs> Houston. We got a problem." And I told her, "I said, listen, I lost my job." So this was your part time gig. Yeah, I was a right. full time winemaker at Tarara. Oh, I got okay. you. Okay, and I kind right. of uh, you know the boss one day said, "You're not going to work here or live here anymore." <laughs> So I had a piece of land, and I had a whole bunch of grapevines on order, and we were still living at the house up there, and it's like, oh, okay. So this was a major hit to say, what the hell are we going to do? But my wife, you know, I basically said, what are we going to do? She said, we're going. We're doing it. Okay, we're putting the grapes in the ground. Shut up. Let's go. So, I mean, that was a really important part of my life to realize how deep a partner I had. You know, when you hit those kind of rough points, you rely on each other. Um, she runs the whole other side of the business, so yeah. I don't really need her. I mean, I need her very much, but she does that and I do this and we crisscross, yeah. Compliment but each other it well. really is important. And that, that level of on that land and the, the challenge, that was our biggest first challenge. Right. You know, we've had yeah. frosts. Um, we've had, uh, floods. We've had derecho. We had eight yep. days without power when that oh, derecho hit in yeah. 2012. Right. Um, 
you know, there's always something, but each step of challenge gives you that much more trust in yourself, sure. confidence, knowledge base, humility yep. um, to be able to take on the next challenge. And you actually have your home. Is this your home right yeah, here? Yeah, this, this is And this is the old tasting room yep. right here below it. So it was your home and the tasting room right below it. Which was kind of cool for a while, but then you guys built the new building across the street right here, which is yep. which is beautiful. So tell tell me a little bit about that process. Well, you know, what I learned is that um, whenever you build a building at in the wine industry, you say, okay, where's the addition going to go? Before you, because yeah. every time you build it, it's like, oh god, that was just a little too small, right? You know, yeah. and. But that's also also a sign of organic growth, okay, yeah. which means that you're not just building this monstrosity because you had all this money from something else. We're right. a bootstrap operation, so everything we've built has been built on what we did previous, right. okay, in yeah. the industry, and we're yeah. both in it. Yeah. So, you know, it's not uh, – we don't have that outside source. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that part of it is key, and – when we first started, everything was in the basement of the house. Yeah. I mean, production was down yeah. there too. Yeah. Um, and it's been a nice slow evolution to be able to build out production mm -hmm. and then eventually build out the, uh, the tasting room. And then we actually use the space here now for the new ag school. So we're able to teach classes in there. We use it for, for events and different mm -hmm. things as well. We use it for the, uh, uh, for the winery, but we're able to do these classes on Saturday mornings and teach people what we've done along the way. So you brought up the ag school. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I guess this is, you know, this is my uh, uh, piece de resistance. This is really <laughs> what I'm, I feel I've been here is for. Is this a legacy? It is a thing. legacy project. And right. I'm, I'm happy to say that, uh -huh. um, you know, I worked hard to, to earn the, the term of godfather of Loudoun County wines. <laughs> I always say that, you know, people call me that. And, um, it takes, you don't just get that. That's again, yeah. kind of, you gotta, you gotta work it a little bit. Right. And I have some fun with it, but the idea is we've got to do this together. This mm -hmm. is a community thing. So by able, by working to, to teach young folks, to give them that opportunity, um, to get their hands dirty, to learn something else besides what they do in school. Yes. Um, or maybe that they can learn this in school. Yeah. Okay, and that's really the end goal because I can't teach everybody, right. but I'm working hard to make sure I'm teaching teachers mm -hmm. and teaching people who will be mentors in the future. So yeah. we, as we get going, I mean, we're teaching sanitation and we're teaching uh, uh, farm equipment safety yep. um, and a number of other things like that, hospitality, um, horticulture. We're going to mm -hmm. get into animal husbandry and land stewardship. Um, so we've got base level, and then we've got some other levels too that we're going to be getting into about good skills, not just for the 14 to 25-year-olds, but things for later life too. Right. Um, so is it is it geared for the younger high school kids, to, and, they, and they come here to take the classes and take part in hands-on type things that are associated with your vineyard and your farm? Yeah, it's really that hands-on thing. Mm -hmm. um, but the age point, really, we're, we're, we've got a focus point of 14 to forever. Gotcha. Which in many ways is crazy. <laughs> there is that sweet spot, I think, yeah. of these young folks because yep. they're moldable and they're impressionable. They haven't seen things like this. But then you get folks like us who have been around a little bit, but maybe we don't know what we want to know now. 
yeah. you know, and we have this new piece of land or we want to start a new project. So yeah. the, the new ag school is the source of those mentors and that, that information on how to do it. And you right. can just pop in for a one day class or meet the mentor that may be able to coach you, or it may be something that you're going to do as a, as a life change. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to open up a, a tasting room or some kind of a hospitality thing, right. well, it's good to meet the guy that runs the restaurant down the road that yeah. does a little bit of teaching of classes on the side. Yeah. I would imagine there's a big demand for people um, or, or, or folks in Loudoun County that have um, one to five acres, maybe 10 acres. And there's tax benefits also associated with growing um, product on that land. Um, but what do you say to that person who might have an acre or five acres and they want to dabble in it? Is that feasible or is that just, man, you just, you're just barking up like <laughs> the wrong tree there? You know, everything is scalable. Yeah. And this is, you know, I came up with a word this week. Is it a garden? Is it a farm? Well, we kind of came up with a farden. Okay. <laughs> and it's kind of dorky word, but I just, it's somewhere in between. All right. And, you know, if you hook up with a couple of, you know, maybe a store down the road that likes the produce. And if yeah. you're into growing that one produce or right. something and you do right. that as a side thing, I mean, that could be something cool and you like to do. What about it, wine though? That's wine. That's a, that's tough, right? There's a lot of hoops you got to do if you're going to grow wine. Mm -hmm. So, um, I always say you're either going to grow 50 vines or you're going to grow 5,000. Gotcha. Don't get in between because that's really hard. 50 vines. So, how much, how much land is that? Well, that's just like, um, uh, let me think. Uh, probably 100, 200, 300 square feet, something like that. I got a five by, Five by nine is 45. I'm sorry, bigger than that. But I, not that much. Yeah. Not that much. Right. Tenth of an acre. Right. Oh, yeah. plenty. Yeah. Yeah. And that's doable. That's 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 at the scale where it makes sense. Yeah. You want to do it to a scale where it's still fun to do. Right. But, you know, between fighting the deer yep. and fighting the diseases yeah. and the bugs and the other things that are out there, on a small scale, it's a pain in the neck. Yeah. On a large scale, it's a pain in the neck, but you're getting paid to do it. Right. Okay. And you can see the right. product at the end. Right. So, so do you buy any um, grapes from uh, local growers, or everything that you guys do is it, is it right on premises? Locally, I have I have five different vineyards in the area that we okay. manage. Okay? okay, so we have our property here, but there's yep. been a number of small ones that we've taken over over the years. So I right. uh, I, I lease them. I give the give the owners uh, some wine and a little bit of cash if I make anything uh-huh. on it. Um, and then I do bring in some fruit from California. Uh huh. And there is a little bit that I may buy that I didn't grow, but I want to buy it from people that I that I work with, and I know how they grow. Right. And a lot of them are people that have learned how to grow from me. Yeah. So I'm I we we have a nice little group that we have fruit moving back and forth, and we all know the quality of the fruit yeah. because we all know how we grow. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that's pretty neat. Um. So what do you have planned for the future? Wow. What's on What's on your plate? What What's What's your uh, What's your next uh, step? You talk about scaling. Is it is it has to do with uh, wine, or is it like the ag business, the ag school, or? Um, well, definitely the ag school is a big focus yeah. right now. Um, I think with the whole COVID challenges that we've had, it's highlighted how important our lands, our food. Um, yeah. our outside space is, sure. uh, in life and, uh, and, uh, in lifestyle, yeah. um, and, and, and health and all that. So sure. I think there's an awful lot for us to 
uh, be involved in and educate people on, learn for ourselves and share that knowledge and share the, uh, the, the workability. You know, yep. it, 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 you know, not everybody's going to want to work in a box anymore. Right. Um, and not that they really wanted to work there. <laughs> right. That's just where the money was. <laughs> right. So maybe the money's not that important and we got to look at life. Anyway, sure. so there's definitely yeah. a lot of ag school stuff going on. As far as here at Fabioli, you know, we're, we're still trying to find that sustainability, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, my wife and I work really hard. So we're trying to figure out how we can get a little bit more time, time. off, build our team up to a point yep. where we can catch our breath a little bit easier. Sure. And we worked all through COVID. So there was really no break. We were working to sell wine uh-huh. and marketing and we were farming and all that. So as long we didn't see the customers face to face, but we definitely ran our business. Well, that's great. That's um, good news. And, uh, you know, from that, we want to continue learning and seeing how we can, you know, there's these people need this space. Sure. And we want to do our job to make it, you know, we worked a lot to clean this area up better. Mm-hmm. Um, we utilized the time that we had. And um, I'm real proud of where we're at right now. Yeah. Well, so. it, it's beautiful. Well, we're drinking right now. Uh, and I apologize for those folks who are um, not watching on video. <laughs> yeah, but but we've got we've got a, a cider uh, here. Tell us yeah. about the cider there, Doug. I didn't I didn't know you guys had it. So it's called Ladies Man. Ladies Man. So, Fabioli wh- Sellers. I'll, sh- I'll show it. Kind of cool label there with the cat. Yep, the Warren's wandering around here somewhere. Warren the cat, is that Warren it? the cat, and then he's uh-huh. got his buddy is uh, is um, Goldie, uh-huh. and he's the attitude adjuster. So that's this <laughs> one's that got a little bit of sweetness. Uh-huh. Uh, raspberry is in this. Okay, yeah. so we yeah. do the same raspberry that we use for the raspberry merlot. We'll use that in here um, mm-hmm. as a character. Um, and uh, what got you into cider? You know, I've always dabbled in the fruit. Mm-hmm. So we had that raspberry Merlot going and then the pears, I found a pear tree on the farm and I was like, God, I can't, I got to do something with these. So we yeah. started making, uh, I made a pear port and then I made a pear wine and I worked with Catoctin Creek for their, uh, oh, Parisa. Yeah. Um, so I've right. been making the base for them on that. Right. Um, and yeah. then we started the Perry. Which is a pear cider, and I was uh-huh. like, "Well, I can do apples just as easy as I can do pears." So it's been kind of an evolution. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really. I, everybody's like, "Are you going to make beer?" I was like, "No, I don't want to make beer. I let yeah. the beer guys do yeah. that. It's a cleaner process." Yes. And I'm just a little bit sloppier in the winery. I don't want any infections. Okay, so that's sure, right. that's what we've been doing. Yeah. But I was able to latch into some good local growers of the apples, uh-huh. and um, we've got the ladies' man, the attitude adjuster, uh-huh. um, that Perry, and I'm looking at a straight up uh, uh, apple as well. Yeah. So the attitude has the hops in it that we grow oh, here on the yeah. farm. Yeah. So, well, this is delicious. This yeah. is really good. Nice this and refreshing. Tasty, and yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, I can't sit in the middle of the day and have a glass of wine. I'm, I won't get up. <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. So a cider keeps it light, and yep. I keep moving. You know, yep. especially a day like today, I got work to do. Chilled. So. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun, Doug. Um, Let's give a shout out to uh, the uh, Fabioli Sellers. How you know? How can they reach you? Okay. How, you know, if they want to talk to you, they're interested about your wine, your ag business, or they just want to come out and enjoy the day. What? How do- well, we you know we're there on the Facebook at Fabioli okay. uh, Fabioli Sellers, mm-hmm. and uh, you can see me out there too. Highly, um, highly social on social platforms. I, you know, it, the, the, the whole social media thing is something that, you know, you you pick and choose what you want to put out there. And we right. I work hard at that and make yeah. some decisions, have some fun, yeah. get some some thought. 
You know, I want to sure. make sure that pe- I show people I'm thinking, yep. and I expect other people to think too. Don't just don't just sure. repeat stuff. Yeah. You know, learn it and see it and think about it. See what's smart. Sure. Because um, it's the smartness that's going to get through, get us through to the next level. Yeah. And we really want people to, you know, you don't want to be the one that's right all the time. You want to be the one that's smart all the time. And part of being smart is saying maybe I'm not right. <laughs> that's really the most important thing. I agree. So anyway, um. But yeah, Fabioli Sellers, we're up here just north of Leesburg. Yep. Um, on your way to Luckett's. 15 um, North. Yep. yep. Uh, FabioliWines.com. Um, the new ag school mm-hmm. is uh, is on the Facebook also. Good. And uh, always looking for, you know, it's a nonprofit that we've been running. And uh, mm-hmm. if you can give us some support, we'd love that. Uh, involvement as a mentor or if you have a young folk or somebody that's a little bit more seasoned that wants to just learn something new, check us out. We do classes at 9 o'clock on Saturdays. Uh, Check us out. Sign sign up because we move the classes around to different farms in the area too. So we're teaching all kinds of different things. Um, And that's really kind of the the fun stuff that we do. That's pretty neat. Cool. I like your uh, Boston Sitco hat. Oh, yeah. My son (laughs) just moved up to Boston. So uh, he gave me gave me the hat, and are you from the area up there? Yeah, I grew up north of Boston in Reading. Okay, yeah, cool. He's I recognize in, it. He's in Quincy. Yeah, and uh, he's got a uh, his girlfriend's down in Bridgewater. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And I think he found his new town. Cool. So it's pretty cool. Red I'm glad Sox that, fan. and it gives me a gives me a reason to go up there and visit. So <laughs> awesome. we're looking forward to that. Yeah. So. Hey, Doug. Cheers. Hey, thanks cheers. For, thanks, thanks for having me. Pleasure. Appreciate it. Doug Fabioli, Fabioli Sellers. Check him out. Beautiful place. Great cider, great wine. You guys are going to love it. All right. Cheers. Cheers.